0: This beat make me want to jig sometimes. Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ to Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, your daily Cowboys morning show. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. I had a great time last night on Prime Time with Mauricio, but today we will kind of piggyback a little bit off that. Instead of three free agents to look at, we'll look at three units. Three units that need improved, and we'll tackle an article from one of our talented writers on A to Z Sports Dallas uh, And we'll also touch on the Dak situation to begin all of this because, you know, we got to, right? Plus, there was something funny that came out of it. And I'm not condoning throwing things at refs, but something funny did come out of it on uh, Twitter. Also, our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator finished their interviews with the Denver Broncos. Can they hire Kellen? I'm still on it. Can they hire Kellen? You know, I still want them to hire Kellen more. Uh, but yeah, man, so we're going to talk about the three units that Cole Patterson, our guy over at A to Z Sports Dallas dot com uh, said needed to be addressed. Uh, I kind of tend to agree with them on that one and we'll dive a little bit more in detail. Now, we won't do what for those who have been on this channel for a long time, what we call state of the unit, not just yet. State of the unit's really fun. I love doing those. Uh, we break down each unit. Um, usually it's after. It's usually after. Uh, Free agency because you get new people in, new people out, things like that. But we'll do a hindsight 2021 where we break down each unit from the year that just passed. So uh, we'll get into that type of stuff probably next week. This week is still about kind of getting over this, you know, the game that happened and uh, how we move forward and just kind of the initial raw reactions of what we should do moving forward. Um, We should know more right by next week in regards to coaching. We should know something. I would imagine Dan Coyne or Kellen Moore is going to get a job or they're not going to get a job this week. Uh, I can't see too many teams sitting on it if they really, really want them. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week, but I think I want to start the series. I want to start the series. And like I said yesterday, uh, I was on primetime with Mo, had a good time. We're going to do that more often, and we talked about it after the show. He'll be on here a few times. I'll be on there. It won't be every day. It won't be two, three times a week, but maybe two or three times uh, a month, maybe we'll do something like that. And um, with the off season, which Frankie said it, I, I can't believe it's the off season. I mean, it still hasn't fully hit me. Maybe it'll hit me this Sunday, the first Sunday, not really being a, a bye week. The first Sunday where there's no Cowboys football, it'll hit me, and I'll be like, "Damn, we're really here. We're here, Cowboys Nation. <laughs> no more football until August of 2022." Uh, it's, it's, it sucks when you think of it that way, but once you get over it, there is some fun things that, that we'll do in the offseason, and I said that yesterday on most channels, so y'all stick around for that. Appreciate y'all in the chat, too, that are here early. Miss Sheila Tamar, Oscar, Brandon, uh, Peter Rizzo, Spiffy AC, she, uh, Adrian, Turner T, or Terry Turner, my bad, James Simmons, fresh fade in the building. He said, I like the Savage version. I ain't going to hold you I me personally, I don't give a dang fresh, But I understand why he needs to come out and apologize, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Jaws88, Mike Harris, Jose, J-Mart, CJ Richards. What's up, bro? Uh, Terrence, just please. Samuel is QB a unit. Samuel, better go hit Samuel. Uh, Jose, Christian, Amanda Brown, Antoine. Oakford. What's up, Twine? I saw you yesterday in the chat, and it reminded me that, damn, I don't have my... Evening, folks. Like I used to have, because I'm usually there in the evening, and we had a ton of people uh, that would be. It used to be when I say used to be, I mean prior to being with A to Z. Uh, so it was good to see some of y'all back up in there. Uh, Jose Christian, TC nine one five, Will Anthony, Tim Garcia, Mo, Corey, John, Robert on Facebook, and the many, many more. Adrian, I see you over here as well. Uh, that will be coming through, and also check out. I actually put the right there. Check out all the podcast audio versions of the shows on Spotify, Google, Apple, and uh, wherever else you can find podcasts that Anchor allows you to do it. If you can't find it on any of those, you can also go to anchor.com slash A to Z Sports Dallas. I believe uh, you should be able to see it. All right, so prior to opening the lines, I see we already got my guy Marcus up in here. Just hold tight for a little bit. Uh, I do want to get to the Dak Prescott situation and then come out Um, and get into the, I say roundup with the quotations because the roundup is actually going to be featuring one of the articles, and I think I'm going to do that more often this year. But anyway, so if you guys remember, I didn't address it. It kind of slipped my mind um, because I was like, whatever. But it it blew up big time. Dak Prescott came out and said after the game, you know, he he was upset with the fans for throwing stuff at the players, and then they asked him, well, I think it was for the refs, and he was like, oh, well, good for them. I I didn't really look at it as anything because – you know, whatever. I'm pissed just as much as he's pissed. But when you step back, you got to realize you probably shouldn't have said that, bro. L- let us say that. Let the fans say that. Uh, so, obviously, he got media whipped on top of the the way he played. So, he got double media whipped. And uh, he had to come out and apologize for what he said. And here was most of his apology yesterday. Uh, I deeply regret comments made I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of disappointing loss and my words were uncalled for and unfair i told the i hold the nfl officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs See, (sighs) this part is yes the safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is very serious matter absolutely Uh, that was a mistake on my behalf and i am sorry he absolutely had to come out with that you know you you can't, you can't do that, you know. And everyone has a lapse in um, professional judgment, and he he had that, you know. It's really uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic of Dak Prescott. He usually doesn't say any of those things. It's been what six years? I don't think I've ever, ever heard him say something like that along those lines. Now this year they've come out more and more. Maybe this is where you kind of look at the leadership of the team in regards to the coaches. They've come out more and more over the last month and been whining about the refs. You know, I, I told you all this on Monday and Tuesday. I don't like it. You know, that that, that part of the whole culture-changing thing worries me because I don't want that to be a part of the culture, and I feel like the head coach is kind of allowing that. Adam Mack, I feel you, Adam Mack, but it, he is Dak, you know? He, he, he You know, if he says that and he condones it, right, then you're going to get some 15-year-old punk who thinks, well, Dak Prescott said it's okay, and I'm going to throw something or some – Forty-two year old drunk man that's going to throw something. I don't know, man. You know how that goes. Uh, so he he did the right thing. He came out. He apologized. But I, I feel a lot of y'all in regards. So I can give a damn about that. But you can't do that. You can't. You can't condone that. So I uh, did the right thing. But this was the funny part. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I probably shouldn't post this because of who it is, but. The Stephen A. Burner account on Twitter said, when Dak Prescott is looking for a rough in the passer call, this is what the referees are going to be like.
1: (laughs) Did you think I forgot about you? (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Did you think I forgot about you? (laughs) Did you think I forgot about
0: you? I I know I am not supposed to laugh. As Stephen A. Smith when he's coming at the Cowboys and things like that. But that was funny as hell. I was in the middle, I believe, of... Oh, no, we were getting ready for the show, me and Mo. And he's talking. I just bust out laughing. I said, bro, you, you got to see this. You got to see this tweet. I know it's Stephen A. And I, I can't stand him. But that was pretty funny. Um, interesting thing, though. He, the, 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 the post was about when Dak is looking for a roughing the passer call. He only got... Two roughing the passer calls this year. So is is he really gonna get those anyway? Two of them. We've seen it plenty of times where he's been rough, roughing the passer multiple more than sometimes two times in the game. But uh, you know, it's it is what it is. I, I've told you guys, I fully don't expect to get any I don't want to say favoritism, but be on the good graces with the referees. I don't expect that anymore with Dallas, but let us, let us complain about it. You guys don't do that. Let us do that. So with that said, man, let's get into the roundup, which, like I said, again, is going to be a little bit different. I may do this every so often this offseason to kind of highlight our writers um, on A to Z Sports Dallas Look at them, my about
2: that sound.
3: It's, time. It's time.
1: Time. it's time. 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 it's time. It
0: is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout, so progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness hit up any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit texasfamilyfitness.com and let them know your boy Skywalker still sent you. Like I said, and, and you know what? Let me grab this link, and I'm going to drop it here in case you guys want to. I wanted to put this in the description, but I didn't. My bad job. Uh, I want to do this every so often this off season and highlight some of our talented Writers we have on Dallas, Z Sports Dallas, and one of them is Cole Patterson. And he wrote an article yesterday highlighting three areas the Cowboys must address this offseason. And we'll go down each one and just kind of detail uh, each unit. But again, this isn't State of the Unit. This isn't Hindsight 2021. It's kind of just an overall general thought process of it. And if you guys want to call in and talk about it yourselves, you can as well. Make sure I get. Let me just real quick show y'all this. 3519993787 is the phone line. 3519993787 is the phone line. Now, let me pull up the first part of Cole Patterson's article that he believes we need to start with. I'm not necessarily start with, but one of the units. And the first one, I think you guys can get the gist of everything, right? Is the offensive line. The offensive line needs to be addressed i think we all can agree on that we all can agree on that the overwhelming thought process this year from those afar man this cowboys offense line is the best in the league best in the league not anymore no i think it was good enough to get the job done at first and then it just broke down uh best in the league no it's not best in the league we can agree on that one right but here's a question I pose to you guys. It's a tough one. It is a tough question here. First name on that list right there. And this is the depth. This is the Cowboys depth. And when you look at it, technically all but one of those guys can return next year. But I think the biggest decision you have to make is what to do with Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith and you guys know from last year, I'm like, hey, man, I'll ride with Tyron until the wheels fall off. But I think at least one of those four wheels are has fallen off. And I'm not waiting around to see the other ones fall off. This might sound crazy to a lot of people. I hope it doesn't. But I ripped the band-aid with Tyron Smith and I cut him. I know that might sound crazy. So I ask you guys, would you cut Tyron Smith? Smith here's the thing he he'll save 12.5 million dollars on the cap if you cut him he's missed at least three games for six consecutive years and I could deal with two to three games Cowboys Nation I can deal with that but he's missed 20 in the last two 20 I was the main one saying hey Tyron being on the field for 13 games, I'll take it because he's on the field and he's playing at a high level. If Tyron is going to be in and out of the the lineup throughout the season, three or four different times, two or three different times, in and out, in and out. We've we've seen this year when he comes back from being out, it it takes him a while to get going. And he couldn't even get going in that Niners game. I mean, he got whooped. I've never seen anything like it. And I know I said yesterday, this can be one of those things where, hey, maybe they could trade him, but who wants to trade for Tyron Smith at this point? Hmm? 20 missed games in the last two years. He'll be 32 years old, uh, 32 years old going into his 12th season, but I feel like his body is 39 going into his 17th season. And I, I don't, listen, if he gets cut, and I said this before, he may just retire, but if he doesn't retire, I don't think it's far fetched for Jerry to cut him. Think about it for a second. Cut D cut Des Bryant, cut Jalen Smith. I know Des and Jalen aren't on the same caliber, the same tier as Tyron, but D was. I think that's the toughest decision you have to make on this line is what to do with Tyron Smith and for me as hard as it is to say this I think I ripped a bandAid and just start rebuilding now the second biggest decision you make and I don't even know if it's a big decision <laughs> is the left guard spot i I think we're are we in greens here did you move on from Connor Williams right you're gonna hey Connor appreciate you got you four years time to go. But what I would do, so you don't have to invest in a high draft pick, a day one or two draft pick at that position, I would just slide Lyell to guard. Insert Terrence Steele, who when we did our award show, uh, surprise player Terrence Steele was a very popular name that we were coming up with. He he may be, I'm trying to look at this line here, Yeah, not maybe, he is the most improved player on the offensive line this year. So you can kill two birds with one stone by sliding like elder guard. staring still at right tackle. And now you're like, all right, I just have to deal with the left tackle spot immediately and or the center spot, which let's get to that. Tyler Biatish. I welcome. I welcome competition for Tyler Biatish, guys. I'm not saying Tyler was horrendous. I'm not saying you know he can't get better. But I'm saying competition should be brought in here. Now, the draft nerds out there that have already been in the, the lab, I know there's the guy from Iowa, the Lindenbaum guy, I believe is his name. I think he's the the center one in this draft. And he if he's there in round one, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with taking him, absolutely. Because that could be your Travis Frederick type of move where uh, Dallas saw the need at center, traded down actually, got Travis, and you got a Hall of Fame guy. But if you don't get a center in the first round, which listen, I'm not saying go out there and get one, uh, then you should bring in some type of competition, and maybe the competition's there. Is Matt Forniak? Is 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 he a guy you guys think could come in and challenge Tyler Beatish? Look good in that position on that one possession or two in in Philly, but um, he could be a part of the competition. I'm with it, but I'm I'm, all, I'm with Vach here. Always throw darts at the offensive line every single year. So you can kill two birds with one stone, Slide in, Lyle Collins at guard, right tackle with Terrence Steele, and now you have at least three of your core guys on the offensive front in Terrence Steele, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, and then you figure out what to do at left tackle and center. And I know this is kind of state of the unit type stuff, but I agree with Cole. That is a position that that is a unit that needs to be addressed in the offseason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's get to a call here. We got Marcus, and I'm going to get to set it off Chris. What's up, Marcus?
3: Hey, man, it's Marcus. Hey, man, it's Marcus, man.
0: What's going on with you, brother?
3: Oh, man, chilling, chilling. Hey, man, I'm going to just say this, man. Uh, First off, offer of my apologies to Fresh Fade, uh, snapped at him in the chat, and that's my apologies, man. Sorry about that. I'm oh, just still kind of... Yeah, it was just it wasn't it wasn't nothing big. I don't even think he noticed, but I, I didn't have good intentions when I came at him. So apologies to Fresh Fade, man, much respect. You know, what I'm saying never above reproach. You know, make a mistake. You know, it is what it is. Snapped at him, and you know, in my emotion, but I wanted to go ahead and just drop these couple of points and then kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I think. Um, when you look at the totality of the season, like the good, the bad, the indifferent, I really think that. Jerry Jones wanted to put Mike McCarthy through what's called a ritual of humiliation. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. You got to look at it like this. Mike McCarthy won his only Super Bowl in Jerry's house. Mike McCarthy, when he was the coach of the Packers, has a very impressive record against the Cowboys in AT&T Stadium. So when his, um, I guess you could say his luster wore off in Green Bay, and he ended up getting let go. Nobody else picked him up, and nobody picked him up for a reason. So here comes Jerry a couple years later, brings him in as the head coach, wines him, dines him, has him stand at his house, all these great things, and then when he offers him the position, he says there's one caveat. You want this position, you got to take my guy. And because he was just happy to have a job, he took it. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward now. Kellen Moore has been this OC for all these years, and he's had these same hiccups. We've been talking about these same things with Kellen Moore and his inconsistencies. Great play designer. Very smart guy. Does not have a scheme. Does not doesn't, uh, play call efficiently. He has spurts, but then he doesn't. He's extremely close to deck. So it's it's all these things that basically handcuff Mike McCarthy. So I say all that to say this. I salute brothers like you, Sky. I salute Votch. I salute all the other great YouTube content creators when it comes to Dallas Cowboys because you guys are the voice of reason. Because me personally, I don't feel confident about this offensive coaching staff. I believe that Kellen Moore will be the last man standing. I said it in hyperbole before. But I truly believe he's about to be the last man standing. This is giving me such an eerie vibe because looking at that schedule, this upcoming schedule for 2022, if there's any remote struggles, penalties, this undisciplined football, Mike McCarthy is going to be on the chopping block. And Kelly Moore is going to be right there waiting because me personally, as of now, I don't see anybody hiring Kelly Moore after that performance that he put on for his offense to showcase what he can do. I don't see anybody offering him a position i really don't and i think dan quinn sees the writing on the wall and he's trying to get away even though what he's built in dallas could be something great
0: i don't think dan quinn's trying to get dan quinn loves it here man i I, I just think he wants to be a head coach that's all
3: but uh, you gotta think about it like this too sky they flew to dallas to interview you in dallas you didn't have to go to denver they came to Dallas. Yeah,
0: because Dan. So you don't think a- they're
3: gonna try to take him with him?
0: No, no, no. I don't, I'm I'm not saying that he. I, I'm saying he wants to be. It seems like he wants to be a head coach, but it doesn't seem like he's like, man. I gotta get the hell out of Dallas, man. This this sucks. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Like he he wants to get out of here. He sees what's happening. I, I don't I don't take it that way. I, I think Dan loves it here, and if he had the opportunity to be the head coach here, I think he'd take that in a heartbeat.
3: You might be right, Scott. But um, I'm a, I'm a lead. I'm a lead it alone. But I just really think that Jerry Jones, in his heart of hearts, really wanted to get back at Mike McCarthy, and that's why he handcuffed him to Kellen Moore, and because he was just happy to be you back know, in the league. That is so he selfish. He went from alpha to beta. In my in my opinion, he went from alpha to beta because he literally just said, "I'll do whatever you need me to do, Jerry," and he sat there and just
0: took it. I mean, listen. I, I would think that would be a horrendous. Why? Why would you waste two, three years, especially with this this team? Who else is
3: calling them, Scott? who else called? Who else called Mike McCarthy off the couch?
0: No, I'm talking about to
3: get, get back at him. Mike McCarthy.
0: You're you're going to waste two or three years. I mean, that's that's. If, if I mean, I'm, listen. Everybody has their opinion. I'm just saying, if that is the case, that is terrible. I mean, that is awful. Why would I you agree. hire a guy to just get back at him and waste prime you know prime careers of certain why players would, and opportunities? Why
3: would, fire, why would you fire a coach that won back-to-back Super Bowls?
0: <laughs> you because know, we talk there's about how Jerry an ego from, struggle. You
3: know, 25 it, I'm sorry, go
0: ahead. Yeah, there's an ego struggle, but what you're suggesting is 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 suicide essentially. You're you're basically saying I I'd rather die losing knowing I'm going to lose in the next 3 years just to get back at someone, that, that's, that seems more far-fetched than saying, hey, I'm going to fire this guy because I want the, the credit of these last few Super Bowls. This is, listen, again, your opinion, but this is super tinfoil you had.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I mean, like I said, Jerry, as much as he's changed, he's very much the same because he's one of those kinds of guys who would rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. He's going to do it his way, and he's going to die on that hill. And again, I salute guys like you, man, because again, you're the voice of reason, and you keep that 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 consistent optimism, and you 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 give fair criticism, constructive criticism. But at the same time, if we're talking about you know draft and all these things and free agency and things mm-hmm. of that nature, and basically retooling this team, yeah. If that structure is still in place, I do not like our chances going forward. But that's all I got, Scott. No, man, you, you take care, bro, and God got his hands all over you. You already know that.
0: Thanks, Marcus alright bro uh oh oh there it is yeah uh and I see a lot of people kind of listen y'all let me me just get this out the way right now I I understand the Jerry issue I understand and I know a lot of people say as long as Jerry Jones is here nothing's I listen man I think a lot of Cowboys fans deep down kind of feel a little bit that way but we love ball we love this team at least I do. I love talking about it. I'm going to be here every day, Monday through Friday. I could come on here Monday through Friday and talk about nothing's going to change as long as I could do that. How many of y'all are going to come back every day to hear me say that all the time? I'm just not going to do that, right? So what I'm going to try to do is give y'all content each day to kind of how do Cowboys get better? We can move forward, good topics, good content, and, 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 and so forth, right? Uh, but but the, the Jerry, nothing's going to change Jerry Portion of cowboy fans if that's if that's all you want to hear that's not what you're going to get here i'll allow you to say it i'll rebut or i'll i'll you know talk about it but then we, we aren't just going to sit here every day and just talk about well, up jerry jones is the owner nothing's going to change whoa, whoa. i mean no offense but why are you why are you here then right you want to listen to us talk about the dallas cowboys and how to move forward right so i I get it. Jerry is who he is. I've been saying this for years. I just, I've just found the ability to say, listen, man, this is what it is. I know I, it's it, To me, it's like when you're talking, I ain't even going to do that analogy. Jerry Jones is what he is. I get it, y'all, but I don't want to talk ball. I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want to talk ball. That's all. Uh, let's get set it off. Chris in the building. What's up, man? What's up, man? That
4: was, that was a deep one. Marcus went deep on that one, man. He, he went extremely deep on that one. But, I mean, it was that was out there. But I want to get back to your first point. Your first point was about the O-line
2: mm. and
4: about cutting Tyron. And I know you're going to do a deep dive. I know um, everybody's going to look at it. But what's, whatever Tyron's cap number is, is huge. I think you might, and because you're not going to be able to get rid of three guys in one off season to make it to the point you feel like it can go forward. But I think it's like two. It's one guy we kind of hold as being a stable, which is Zach Martin. I think with the, uh, the emergence of Steel, we know Steele can play right tackle. We know he can play it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyle's done enough boneheaded stuff that he can't mandate to me what he can and what he cannot do. If he want to get out of Dallas, that's fine. But you're going to play one year? At this left guard spot.
0: That's how I feel, Chris. You Give me play- one, at least one yeah. year. Let's see what happens.
4: Yeah, you are gonna play that one year at left guard now. For my other guys, um, be honest. Whatever his, what, this is his first full season of starting. I don't care. What, I said this early in the year. It's going to be a trend. It's going to be a progression. I think everybody. The the further we get away, or the more nostalgic we get about Travis Frederick. Travis Frederick is a great was a great player. His first year he came in and took charge, but it was a lot of guys around him that weren't at that level. But when he got Zach Martin and he got a healthy Ron Larry, Travis Frederick looked absolutely amazing. I think if you turn around, uh, you make Biatish, have to compete, if you go in the first round and get, get a center, that's great. I think you gotta find out what Josh Ball is at left tackle.
2: Um, and if that means
4: Josh Ball I mean you gotta find out. Yeah. You gotta find out what he is at, at left tackle. And if that means that uh Tyron does his ceremonial uh twelve to thirteen games and you gotta get six six games with uh Josh Ball left there to find out what he is. If he's gonna be that guy, he's gonna be that guy. And if he's not, then you turn around next year, not twenty two, but twenty three, and you let Tyron go and you go in the first round and you'll draft. So Chris, you
0: so you wanna you 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 wanna bring back Tyron?
4: Yeah, I'm going to bring him back. I'm going yeah. yeah, to bring him back.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring him back. Tough on him, man.
4: I'm going to bring him back because I know he can. I, 12 games is what, you know, we used to be at 13, so now it's an 18 game season. Or for us, we want to be a 20 game season. A third of a 20 game season is 7 to 8 games. If I can get him top premium level 7 to 8 games to 10 games, <sighs> I'm winning for the amount of money I have to pay because I can't go get a premium left tackle. This year, especially with my cap situation.
0: No, no, you don't. But 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 you, if if you want to address the left tackle, Chris, wouldn't you do it in a draft? Wouldn't you do it early?
4: Now, now, where you're drafting at? You're drafting at 25. You're drafting. You're drafting between 17 and 22. Yeah. You're drafting between 17 and 22, 23. The the numbers will come out later. You're not going to get a legitimate, bona fide day one starter at left tackle at 17 to 23. Them guys is gone. So what you're going to get up to? What are you going to have to give up? In your what are you going to have to get up, give up to move up to get that guy? Because with the other two points from the amazing article, you got to look at linebacker, and you definitely got to look at wide receiver. Wide receiver probably takes precedent over linebacker. Yeah. You would have never thought that going into this year, but wide receiver because of the cap situation takes precedent over linebacker, because you're probably going to get Jabril Cox. Maybe, listen, uh, listen, Chris. I, how,
0: maybe you've dove in, you've dived into the the draft. I'm just taking your word. I don't know what the draft is looking like right now in regards to offensive line or anything like that. But if it is a deep right. offensive line draft, I, I'm I'm if if a tackle is there, I take them. I mean, it's not like it's unprecedented for you to get a left tackle in in the 20s. <laughs> I mean, it's not unprecedented. But if you know, okay. I I was just looking at it this way. Tyra Smith missed 20 games the last two years. You okay with him missing 14 games? You okay with him missing ten games? No, I, mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I'd rather I mean, I'd rather use that money to to do something else with it if I'm not going to at least get a half a season out of you, man. What what's
4: what's what's his, what's his cap? the question is what is his cap hit?
0: The question is, is how much do you it? save? Not not what his cap it is. Is how much do you you save okay, and you save twelve point five million, so what million dollars?
4: Okay, but you okay? So you 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 save twelve point five. Yeah. But you still got to deal with the. But I think right now that puts you at eight million over the cap right now. Oh,
0: well, well, Tyron <laughs> won't be your only move. They're going to make moves. There's a ton of moves. Mm-hmm. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott's going to move money. Uh, you know, there's other yeah. cuts that can be yeah. made. So they'll they'll make moves. And I'm not saying use the money to go get a star. Right? That money could be used to keep someone else in house. Which again, that's a whole another off season question. And See, again, this isn't easy for me. It's just that mm-hmm. I mean, Tyron is not reliable anymore, and now. Now, can we say he's reliable when he's playing hurt because we've seen two or three games now where it's like Tyron, man, you ain't been looking too good when you're playing hurt?
4: Well, I mean it's tough it's a tough it's, a tough it's a tough situation why, oh yeah it's, oh, that's that's why that's that's the number one thing but I don't think you can replace three guys in one offseason in your offensive line and but you have you have a couple guys who you have faith in. Yeah, a couple guys that you
0: have, but yeah. you but you wouldn't have to replace three if you move Lyle to guard. You're really only replacing one if you want a row of with with Tyler Biadasch again. If you don't, then now you're talking about a center situation. But hell, I mean, do maybe like you said, what if Josh Ball's the guy? I'm not saying he is, right? I'm just saying, you what if Josh Ball's the guy? What if they got faith in Josh Ball, who people thought was a day, you know, a, a second, third round talent that dropped because of the situation? I'm just throwing yeah. questions out there. <laughs> the, 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 nothing is final here. I'm yeah. just, I'm throwing stuff at the wall here.
4: Hey man, we spitball. Man, we spitball. Yeah, trying to, to figure be, it out.
0: <laughs> trying to figure it out. Yeah,
4: we we trying to figure it out a little bit. But like you said, it's a bunch of stuff we can go with on it. Uh, but I, I just think at for depth purposes and for for what you get for one more season, I find out what ball is. I go draft. I go draft a premium, uh, whichever is center or center or uh tackle or a guy a guy who has you know the, the famous flex the flex uh position flex and have a guard tackle type thing and I make that thing go man because yeah. hey man I, I mean that that's, that's that's where you're at
0: I mean I'm at, I'm at the early early stages of of uh rankings of needs and I'm just off top of my mm-hmm. head not even really hard hardly thinking I, offensive line is extremely high it's, oh, extre- no, it's, no, it's, it's extremely not, it's
4: not, it's not, high. It's not extremely high, man. That thing is numeral I, it, Yeah, one. that's Ain't how I'm no feeling, feeling right high. now. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's it because you, you, you lost the capability for everything else to flow the way it needed to flow. You're in a game where you're down 17-6 and you don't run the football. If you're not able to run the football, you're you able to keep – you know, it's, it's that, and then we go down that, that, that rabbit hole. But I, I, I'm i going to get out the way, man, because I know a lot of other people have great, great points, but I think – Holding on to him for one year, finding out what you have with ball. You get, you develop these guys that have a little bit of depth, and you go get a premium guy in the first round.
0: No, that's not, it's not a bad idea. I mean, that's why I like to listen to y'all. You know, you, you, you guys sometimes talk me off the bridge, you know. <laughs> so that is. No, we, all,
4: we, all, we all hand in hand yeah. on the bridge talking on, about one, two, three, let's jump. <laughs> but we, we, we can't. We, we are in a relationship yeah. as Cowboy yeah. Nation. We are in a relationship. That has been abusive to us, but we mm. will not let her let him go because they treat me nice and they buy me flowers sometimes and they make me feel good. But at the end of the day, man, um,
0: toxic ass relationship, man. Man,
4: we done, man, we, man, we done, we don't, we done took, we don't took a whooping, man. you know, but we putting, we putting the lipstick on and we were the shades today and we're going to be right back for because we love them. Yeah. So, but that's, that's why we kicking it around, man. At nine o'clock, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, man. Back in your background around your way, um, but that's that's, that's your know, back around your old something grounds and doing our thing, man. But listen, man, keep your head up, man. Love the show, man. Thank Love you. with you and everybody. A to Z is doing, man. Thanks for plugging my man, cause I'm definitely gonna uh follow yep. him.
0: And check that uh, article out. We're man. gonna
4: keep, we gonna keep,
0: yeah, man. We're gonna keep banging at this thing, man. Talk to you tomorrow, champ. All right, brother. Appreciate you set it off, Chris. Yeah, you know this is why I like to talk to y'all. Make me think of a different way. You know, that's another way to think about it. You need to keep him. Know he's gonna get hurt. Josh Ball's your guy, but you're still dra- not your guy, but your your insurance policy, but you're still draft a guy. That's another possibility. I'm just at the point. I've been I've been the keep Tyron one more time for the last two, three years. Um, and he's can keeps missing games. So think I'm out. Think I'm out, man. Not saying I'd be pissed if we kept him. I'm just trying to figure out ways to move forward with this offensive line because when you are struggling to pass block, four. And when you're struggling to run block four, that's a problem. Not a whole lot of offenses are going to overcome that week in, week out against good teams. So we always talk about the games are won in the trenches. Go listen to Zach Martin after a lot of these games against tough opponents. Yeah, we got out physical. Yeah, we we got beat up front. Yeah, you can't do that every time. You, you know you you face a great opponent so you gotta you gotta fix the trenches and I think right now it, it is a, a major problem that I was hoping in the, in the postseason they'd come together because I believe that unit Tyron let me see here that unit Tyron Connor Tyler Zach and Lyell had only played one other game that was the second game so but clearly that ain't the unit uh let's get to what we have here. Get the the Lowe's, I think, was next, and then we'll go to my, not my, but Cole Patterson's number two unit. What's up, Los?
5: Good morning, Scott. Good morning, man. I feel better than yesterday, man. Yesterday, I just had to go on that little rant of mine. but
0: um, I get it. Man, it's frustrating part right yeah, now. It's, it's, it really is, man. But, hey, all we show.
5: can do is yeah, well I just my key three things for this offseason is how we can which players to sign and maybe which um how I would go attacking these things in the draft. So the only thing the only players I would keep in house will probably be Randy, Curse and Anger. Everyone else, they have value but they, they they it's a value that we can always develop in the draft. But Randy, you know, he's a premium pass rusher. You know, there's not many of those people that grow on trees. And yes, he has made boneheaded mistakes, but I feel like him sided with Michael Parsons is a is a good blessing because both of them can attack the ball, and that's what we need. Curse just for well, he's well he has proven this year as in a leadership role, and I think he has hold that defense down, all holding them accountable. You know, and anger. I mean, yeah, he's a punter, but I mean you can't complain what he's done this year. Everyone else. They're on the chopping block, you know, just because we do need that cap space. And, you know, not every year, like, that's the hardest thing. Not every, not every year you're going to have the same um, team with you. So Gallup, um, let, me see, let me see this list real quick, my bad. So Gallup, there's, there's I think, Armstrong, Brown, Kennedy, Clement, Hooker, KZ, Neal, Schultz, Turner, Urban, Van Derish, Carlos Watkins, Car- Connor. You don't. Williams. You don't got to go through the whole list,
0: brother. You don't got to do that.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, most of them are gone. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, then, yeah, you got twenty-one
0: free agents. You're not signing all twenty-one free agents, so yeah.
5: Yeah, so the, the only ones I have is those top three, which is Randy, Curse, and And then the way I would attack this draft is, I think what's having on the you know on the on the point is. This free agency and this draft, there's a lot of potential line that you can always replace, and defensively, too. Um, if I were to, to attract this draft, I would definitely try to trade up, like, maybe a fourth round or fifth round pick for a premium guard or center. And I'm talking about, like, you know, someone that can step inside that old line and not not has to be great, but can be very solid and keep getting better. Um and then I would address the linebacker room and then the secondary room. And then for my top three agents that I'm looking at. Oh, just boy,
0: you got the whole mid-section. offseason plan right here, don't you?
5: <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm a, I am got to be ahead, man. The only three people that I feel that can help this line is this is risk versus reward. Keep in mind this is for the age and their their injuries, etc. But the premium guard that can definitely improve that guard position is these two names, which is Brandon Scherf which is from
0: Washington, and Andrew Norwood, Jacksonville. And if you want to prove that... He's not paying Brandon Sheriff and Norwood that money. You you hear what Stephen Jones said? Stephen Jones said we are not going in free agency to get any high-viable players. He already let Cowboys Nation know that ain't happening. So once we do the free agent primer, we're going to list realistic names for you guys that that fit under the Cowboys uh, cap number because he's not signing a damn Brandon Sheriff. Can tell you that.
6: Yeah,
5: that's yeah, that's the thing, and yeah. that's—I I mean, I wouldn't—I wouldn't want him anyways. He's too much of a. But he's a premium player, but I just feel he gets hurt. But my my key free agent, if I were to add only one. Final thing, on man. Final power. thing here.
0: You're going through the oh, whole off yeah. We got all off season to talk the whole off season.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, Scott. But yeah, my 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 key player just to add this season would just be a tough defensive guy to add to that defensive rotation. Which
0: it could be a linebacker or a defensive end, and I'll leave you at that, man. All right, man. Appreciate you, Los. Uh, let me get to the second part of Cole Patterson's article. Again, you can check that out on A to Z Sports Dallas.com. And his second, number two, if you want to call it, of his top three things that the Cowboys need to address unit wise linebacker to play next to Micah Parsons. Um, I think. Well, the game five or six, we kind of realized, you know what, this linebacking core is not what we thought it was or not what we've hoped, at least, it could be, aside from Micah Parsons. And that's when we started saying, you know what, maybe we'll get you know, Jabril Cox in here, but that never came into fruition and he got hurt and whatnot. So um, linebackers next to Michael Parsons this year, And I'm not saying this has been all these guys have been next to Michael Parsons this year, but these were the linebackers coming into the season and and, and out of the season. Uh, Francis Bernard is just basically your special teams guy, right? Like he's not a guy you're going to rely on uh, game in, game out. Uh, But at one point, I was saying, why not just see what he has? But um, they decided to keep going with Keanu Neal, who's the second one here. Missed a couple games because of COVID. Uh, transition from the safety spot to the linebacker spot. We always thought it was going to be an interesting transition. I was kind of interested to see what would happen. Uh, I don't. I like kind of position switches, but it didn't work out. Right? We can all agree that it did not work out. Uh, the Micah's Micah. I mean, come on, Leighton Vanderesh. Esch, Leighton, 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 Leighton. He definitely had a, a really damn good game on Sunday, but the problem with Leighton. All year, he'd have a good game followed by a couple bad games. In a good game, he never could stack good days and good games on top of each other. He just could never do it. Also, now depends if if depends if Dan Quinn is here or depends if Joe Witt's here and he follows the Dan Quinn type of mindset in regards to the linebackers, one of the athletic guys and things like that. If they want to continue down that path, I don't see Leighton Van Der being back. If they don't want to go down the, hey, we want that super athletic type of path, and we don't want Jabril Cox to be the guy, and then maybe Leighton Van Der Esch comes back. But, you know, I hope Leighton Van finds a spot. I'm just not sold on him being that guy. I need somebody next to Micah that I can match his athleticism and intensity. Maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe you know what I mean? maybe, maybe Sky just won all the great players. But, I mean, I feel like you can either get that in a draft or we can go to Jabril Cox, who I, I think the Cowboys really suffered a little bit here at the linebacker position when he went down. I'm not saying he'd have been great, but I'm saying his athleticism would have been welcome. Um, again, he only played in the preseason, so it wasn't like, and, and then basically this this game, but you saw the flashes of what he can bring with the athleticism. You, you just saw it, and I think him next to Parsons. I was so excited to have him next to Parsons, and I, and I still think they're the future at linebacker. I think they can be. Now, I understand ACL injuries suck, right? But it is 2022, and medicine has been much better in regards to the ACL. So, you know, maybe he comes back and he's he doesn't lose anything. I still wouldn't not address that position in the draft. I would still draft about two of them. Hell, if what is his name, y'all? Nicobe Dean, is that his name? The guy from Georgia? I mean, goodness gracious. He he was my first draft crush, my first pet cat of 2022. The only guy, him and Jordan Davis, actually it was Jordan Davis. Did not discover Nicobe Dean after that. Those two dudes, I would love to have on his defense. Can you imagine Dean, Parsons, and Jabril Cox as your three linebackers as opposed to. Parsons, LVE, and Keanu Neal. Whew. A lot of things you can do with that unit. But yeah, Cole Patterson's absolutely right. You got to address the linebacker position next to Micah. If you're going to go into the offseason saying, you know what, Jabril is our is our guy, then maybe that'll alter your plans in um, free agency and in The draft probably won't in free agency. They just don't spend money there. But maybe it alters your plans in the draft. But I say give Jabril a shot, but address the position. Continue to keep adding athletic young bodies to this team, no matter who the defensive coordinator is. This guy I thought was going to – I think he, he has the potential to be a stud, man. He really does. Let's get back into the lines, get my guy Fresh Fade in the building. What's up, Fresh? Fresh, you there? Oh,
6: my bad. I'm here, yeah. What's there you up? go. You? I'm What's going on, man? What's up, brother? Man, man. Hey, look. You're right, man. Uh, defense is where it's at. You know what I mean? I I understand some of the other callers as far as, you know, offensive line and all these other positions, man. But at the end of the day, man, you know, we we were, we were getting gassed up the middle on defense, and our linebackers were a liability outside of Michael Parsons. You were. Um, I know it's a little Yeah, I know it's a little too early to get in the draft talk, but, I mean, that's what it is. I think, um, I mean, you, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big Javero Cox fan, and uh, I think, um, you know, him, Parsons, and the, the kid out of Georgia or some other linebacker or, or something like that, man, the, the heart of your defense, which is in the middle, you need to strengthen that up pretty good, man, because LBE and Keanu Neal are, I mean, to me, they're just – they're not the guy, it to me you know? and
0: and I nah. hope I hope Cowboys Nation and 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 the Cowboys don't get caught up in LVE's you know season ender like listen that was a listen we need an LVE to play the game of his life and he damn near did that if if not maybe he did do it uh but that doesn't mean yeah. you can wipe away everything that happened during the season that he did show you and to me he he showed you that he is a, at best an okay player when he's playing at the top of his game above average player. But for the most part, he, he was a liability, man. I'm, I'm not saying that he was a guy's target or anything like that, but I mean, he didn't make a great impact, you know, and I, I like impact players.
6: Yeah, that's fact. And, and, uh, just another person that I wanted to key on is, uh, uh what's our safety name? Shit. Curse. Um, I don't, I don't think they're going to bring curse back. I think, um, Muquamo, I think they're going to go in that direction because he's essentially the same Whoa. body in a way.
0: But they're different players, right?
6: Yeah, I, I know they're different players. I know, I know, and I, I think, but I, I think, well, hopefully, hopefully that time the Muquamo spent behind Curse, he had a chance to really study him, and maybe he got a lot of jewels, a lot of gems.
0: But isn't Izzy a free? Um, McCormick? Yeah. Uh no, nah, he's not a free. I don't nah, think he he's strong. Free. That dude ain't ready for the, the run game no. like that. I mean, Curse wasn't ready for the run run game early in his career either. No, 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 you no. You know no, what no, I mean? No, I no, think nah, bro. Nah, No bro. No, no, bro, 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 Curse, Curse <laughs> came, curse came curse came in a dude who who was a physical <laughs> dude. We I think now I remember Curse because yeah. I was I'm enamored with the big safety, six four, you know, uh yeah. Cam Chancellor types. Curse wasn't a guy that was a cover guy, but Curse was a guy that was was, was thought of of uh, being a physical special teamer when he comes in a physical run guy, and he ended up being that for most of his career. That's he was one point. of the one of the greater tacklers at the safety position. Just never really got the chance to start for consecutive years until this year. I just think they need to prioritize Curse, right? Like, like you're going to sign some of your own. If he's not one of them, then what are we what are we doing, right?
6: Yeah, I I agree. I, I understand that. I, I get it, man. I, and you know, to to me, I think it's uh, I think it's time to start. I think this team may take a shift to the defensive side. I mean, we've been saying it for a little bit, man. I, I think because the, the the best players are on defense, and why not strengthen the best side of your ball? I mean, of the of the ball. You know what I mean? Stop people and kind of build that reputation of a tough team. Because right now, I mean, the NFL is looking at us like we're soft. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I think it's. I mean, put somebody elite beside Mark, uh, another good guy beside Michael Parsons. Sort of, you know, let Kelvin Joseph a, and you know Dig do their thing and outside.
0: Again, we, I have no idea where we're going to where, 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 where we're going to go in the I haven't even jumped in there yet. But but again, if if a guy like a Dean is there at twenty four, boy, I'm jumping at it. But if he's yeah. not. You can still get a quality guy in the second, third round at the linebacker position. That's the beauty of that position, right? Off-ball linebackers, unless they are the Micah types, the Dean types where they can do kind of multiple things and are athletic freaks, yeah, you take them there. Because that's one thing I don't disagree with in regards to the position, right, of of off-ball linebacker. For instance, Nick Bolton was really good, but I understood taking him in the second round, even though he played probably higher than, than that. But I understood that Michael was different because a he yeah. was a playmaker, b he was a freak, and c he can do a multitude of things, um, and that's kind of similar mm-hmm. to what what Dean can do. But if you can't get a Dean or a guy like him in the first round, I think you can you can you can find that uh, later in the draft, uh, especially with the af- if you're looking for like athletic traits, and then you can mold them because yeah. Jabril Cox had deficiencies, and and I think that Dan was gonna I really truly believe this, and me and you were both just dejected when Jabril Cox tore his ACL. Yeah. But I think I think Dan and, and George Edwards would have got his hands on Jabril Cox and made him a better player than he was in college. Those deficiencies that we saw in college, yeah. um, I thought I saw early on. I'm like, okay, he's very physical at the point of attack. He's shooting these gaps and, and playing a run, and a lot of people said he couldn't. So um, I would have loved to yeah, see it. Yeah, he did it. a good job. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll see more of him. But um, I think you can get a guy in, in, in day two, day, day three possibly.
6: Yeah, that's, that's fact. Yeah, that's... that's fact, man. It happens every year, you know. Somebody falls when it's like, oh, you know, this person has no chance of falling. I, I don't think you trade up. I think you just stay put. Um, use your picks again. Use your picks again because you're gonna lose a lot of people. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on the uh, I'm 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 like you, man. Uh, get rid of Tyron Smith, man. I think it's over. I think uh, maybe Jerry should come to him and say, look, man, maybe you should retire. You know, I'll give you a check off the books. You know what I mean? You can ride off into the sunset. You're in the Ring of Honor. All that good stuff, man. I don't. Um, I think the time has, for retirement has come. I think the time for, you know, I think another off season with Terrence Steele. I think he's going to continue to remake, remake his body, get better. Um, I, I hope that he's the right tackle starting next year. Um, I'm on board with you with uh, putting Lyle at guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm on board with that, man. I think I think it's a really good idea to see what Josh Ball has, you know, to sort of recreate your O line because some of the you know, some of the run plays that I saw happen, you know, the, the athleticism of the O line was lacking to get to that second level and we were getting blown up.
0: Just you wasn't know, getting old, any push, man. Of... There was no push and fresh and chat. Yeah. I've been saying it for a while. The Cowboys yeah coaches have to look in the mirror at their own personnel I think it got to a point where you realize all right this offensive line ain't what it was it still has a potential to do good things for you but you have to help them out right like that's what else is coaching for that's the thing like we coaching is supposed to help out help mitigate the weaknesses of your personnel and I'm not saying the offensive line is just weak in general for 17 weeks but it got to a point where they weren't what everybody wanted them to be so how do you help them out all right, we'll get some pre-snap motion. We'll pull. It. Let's get these guys in space. Let's let's put them in position to do what they do best and and I just didn't see it. Yep. And in the biggest game of the year, I saw him do the exact opposite and it was just maddening mm-hmm. because you you had the blueprint for yourself to be good. Not even a blueprint to beat them, dudes. Just the blueprint to do what you do best. It it was there. It's all on tape and you refuse to do it, man. Help your goddamn players out sometimes, coaches.
6: Facts, facts. And then this last thing man, I want to touch on, uh, what's his name from earlier? Um, was it Maurice or somebody like that that called in and apologized? Hey, man, it, it's no big deal to me, but I just want to highlight something in regards to that. You see how easy it is to, you know, uh, I guess get your words mixed up. And, you know, we only have a couple – there's only a few hundred people here. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, just imagine, you know, being in the heat of the moment when you just lost a playoff game. When you thought you were going to go to the Super Bowl. You put all your heart and soul into this, and you're in front of millions of people, man. You can make a decision in a split second with words, and it affects you for a long time. You know what I mean? It could affect everything, and it just highlights, man. We got to be. I mean, I get it. People are upset with that. I get it, man. But you got to understand, man. He's still a young man. He's he's still going to make, you know, he's, he's going to make some bad choice of words. You yeah, know what he I mean? Made, like yeah, I say, if you
0: that, messed up, man.
6: Yeah, respect, man. So, hey, look, that's all I got that for you guys. Um, I'll
0: let you play tomorrow or something like that, man. Have a good day. All right, brother Fresh, appreciate you. Hi, right, bro. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Law Nation in building. I saw uh, he brought up something about uh, about Izzy at the free. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with mostly you guys. I don't I don't think he's strong. Uh, I think he's brought in here to be a free. It was a corner, turn free, uh, safety. I'd be interested to see him, but I don't know that he's that he's that roof guy that. I so covet, you know, I think Jay said, um, we need a, we need a true free safety. I pfft, listen, man, you know, I mean, Jay, you've been around, I think you probably heard me say this a bunch of different times. I can't wait for the day. They actually put effort into getting a safety on this team, be be it the draft or free agency. And maybe you do have that guy in curse, but yeah, you definitely need a, a true free. They didn't use hooker in that way. Uh, KZ, his star faded very quickly. You know, not saying he was terrible. It's just that he kind of just became body out there for the most part. Uh, but I would love to get a guy, a playmaker at that position. Not saying those are easy to come by, but I would love to get a guy that, uh, that can do that. Uh, Mel, what did not I say, Mel? Something going on in the chat I don't know about, brother. Hit me up. Let me know. Um, Let's get to. One more, Brandon, and then we'll go back into the third part of Cole Patterson's article, the third thing that needs to be addressed. What's up, Brandon? What's
7: going on, Lee? How you doing, man?
0: I'm good, brother. How are you?
7: I'm all right, man. You know I mean? I came in, and I think you guys are talking about uh, talking about Off line, so many don't is going to be back, and the reason why I think he's going to be back is because even if Tyron Smith is the 10th-ranked offensive tackle in the league, he's underpaid at that salary. Remember the leak that the the, the, uh, the contract that the Cowboys signed him early on in his career? Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you gave a $100 million contract? It's 10 years. If he's the 10th-ranked offensive tackle, he will be underpaid. His contract is too friendly for them to say, you know what, Tyron? We're not. We, we feel like we can find that. This team, they—they they have too many accelerants to be going out and trying to develop a young guy right now to replace place I'm just telling you right now. As long as Tyron wants to play, he's gonna be there at least next year. He's not going anywhere. I—I I, let me ask you a question. He didn't have any back. He didn't have any back issues. He had. Let me tell you something, man. I'm, I was a defensive line. When you have a high ankle sprain, bro, it is very hard to jump in and out of the lineup with that. You're going to be no good. That is an injury that most players, when you have a 300-mile man pushing on you and you're a 300-mile man trying to push on another man, it never heals, bro.
0: Let me ask you something. Did did you think that D. Ware was going to be back? Who? DeMarcus Ware when Jerry cut him after a similar situation. No, I didn't. I didn't
7: believe it I didn't believe he was gonna be back. So why
0: not? I wanna know why.
7: Because, because of that net. I thought that his injuries were I thought his injuries finished him. I don't think time Demarcus finished. Ware did finished.
0: Demarcus Ware never missed twenty games in a two year span. In fact, I don't even think Demarcus Ware missed more than a handful of games in that two year span. He he didn't. He right. did it.
7: And I'm not saying but you gotta think about it. The way that they used him as well. When he, when he came in, you know, Orlando Skinner used to always talk about him when he was on first day. He, he said the same thing. He was like, a lot of people thought the Marcus Ware was done. But it was because when Monty Kiffin came in and he tried to employ this defense, he was like, the Marcus Ware is not a hand in the ground defense again. He wasn't. The Marcus Ware is a stand-up, rush linebacker, which to do. He got put in a team that didn't allow him to be who he was. Coupled with that and... His injury history was they like, oh, thought. He, he never missed 20 games.
0: No, but not even close.
7: Perception of not even racket. close. Right, but it was because his perception of his injury history because he was starting to get down on the
0: But his injury That's history wasn't he, even – Not. it's not even touching I Tyron did, Smith's, right? But you, That's I why did, the conversation I'm, I'm saying, is legitimate. I'm not
7: saying – I'm not saying it is. I'm just I'm just telling you why they cut him. How many times have you heard Jerry Jones say he made a mistake? The re-
3: but the reason good? why
0: I bring up I bring up Demarcus Ware is because Demarcus Ware, Des Bryant, Jalen Smith, a few others the same way, high contract guys that weren't playing up to it and were injured. The writing is there, right? The 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 reputation for Jerry to do it to high valued guys in that organization is there. That's why it would not shock me if Tyron Smith was cut. Because I, I can't get over 20 missed games. He's 32. He's missed three games at least six years in a row. I can I can forgive maybe two three games a year. 14 and what was this year, y'all? Eight something like that. I six. Sorry, six this year. I hear you. I don't know how I, I don't you. know I'm how we can deal with that one, man. That's rough. If next year he's I'm, gonna miss six to eight games, that's I'm just
7: telling you, man. I'm just telling you, if he's healthy, if he, if he, if it's not a neck or if it's not some kind of nerve, we're talking about his ankle. Let me ask you a question: If Tyron Smith, it's kind of cutting him with the other call to cut If what did we play? 18 games now. If he gives you 11 games and he makes the Pro Bowl, no, are you cut?
0: Are I, you okay? I, I am He'll, not okay with having no, Tyron right? Smith for 11 games. Nah. Okay, I'm. I'm just telling you, they are. Why, why? I'm not talking about what they want to do. I, listen, if I did a show about what the Cowboys are going to do, this this show be over in ten minutes. My question and my and, and opinions about what you guys want to do with Tyron, I'm not saying they're going to cut Tyron Smith. I'm saying if he's cut, right. if he's cut, it wouldn't surprise me, and I would cut Tyron Smith. What would you do with Tyron? If that's what I, I want to know. What you guys me, would do with Tyron me, Smith? Like me
7: personally, I need a better option, mm-hmm. and I understand like you have to be available. But I still need a better option, and it's not just and and I get it, man. Like, I man, trust me, man. You got to be available.
0: you Got to be available, home. man.
7: But you got to be available. I know what I what I would do. Honestly, too, I would probably keep them another year. I'm I'm not gonna sit over here and tell you what you want to hear or what people think. Or I
0: would keep them for another year. Yeah, what you want to do? Yeah, do yeah. So keep would, it for another I would year. Not, I mean, I, I, don't th- I don't think that's horrible either. I'm, I'm just – I would rip the Band-Aid because I I don't think Tyron's ever going to be the Tyron from 10 years ago, and he's likely going to miss six to eight games next year because that's just what happens with Tyron. But what kind of – you know what it, I'm saying? It doesn't even matter anymore, right? Like, like I was the same way as you, bro. Two, three years ago, I was the same way. Oh, man, he got rolled up on. You know, so it's really not his fault. It, this is now three years in a row – He's gotten injured and he's not able to, you know, recover right away because you know it is what it is. He's injured; his, his body's broken right. down. He's going to got miss a lot games. Of, like got a lot of miles on him. Got a lot of miles on him. But so you know, also too, it, it doesn't matter the type of injury. I, it's almost a given. If you put if it was a prop bet over and under three and a half games, Tyron Smith missing, I'm taking over. Doesn't matter what kind of injury. It's just been <laughs> the thing for six straight years.
7: And the next thing, bro, I don't want to do, I want to just talk about on one side or one player, but you know what, man? The, when I look at the Cowboys team, and it's on Bill Parcells and Belichick always said, you know, you got to build your team down the middle. When you have question marks down the middle of your team, it shows up in the playoffs. And this team has question marks there. They have question marks guard and center. These I like I like our young defensive tackles, but we need another, we need another guy there. Linebacker and six. and those areas showed up in the playoffs. Whether you what, what, regardless whether we like it or not, I like Michael Parsons so much as rushing the passer. And I'm not saying I would play in there 100 of the time, but I would act like Michael Parsons is not even on it.
0: Oh yeah, that's how I would address. Don't, don't you have to at least bring line. in two more linebackers?
7: I would. I think you at, need at a least. Veteran I did to me this would have been the perfect I don't understand what happened with that KJ Wright here. But I felt man, like
0: you st- don't get me started. I was pissed. I really wanted pissed KJ man. Wright. Well, to yeah. me,
7: KJ Wright, a KJ Wright type of player and a young guy in like the third round that can play because middle linebackers and running backs, you treat the same. You treat them the same. You can always find them. Little linebackers and running backs, you you do not have to draft high in the draft. You don't have to do it. Parsons Parsons was a special case because of his athletic ability. I didn't even know he had this ability to rush a passer, so I'm not even going to sit here and cap. I didn't know that. But that's what I would do. I would act like he's not even on the team, and I'm getting a veteran, and I'm going to go get a really younger guy. KD can go. You hit the nail right on the head before you uh put me on. He just became a bot. I would probably – They're not, I don't believe they're going to go out. I still don't believe they're going to go out and address the safety. Because they could have done it. The way that they just sat sat there and let that kid from ECU just, like they, I don't know who the hell Stephen Jones thought he was, to where he thought he was just going to be able to sit there and it was just going to keep learning perfectly. You had to go get that guy. And the Raiders showed you exactly how you were supposed to do it. This guy's in front of us. We know they need a safety. Let's not even play around with him because he's not
0: one guy. Talking about Trayvon Moore.
7: Let's, yeah, let's go get him. If that was your guy, you go get him. You can't always wait for the draft to come to you because it wouldn't cost him much at that point. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. And everybody's talking about a curse and versus Gregory. I, honestly, I'm looking at it the other way. I'm part of Kurt. and I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, I know what it's like yeah. for this team. I know what it's like with this team not to have to say. I can get away with not having great passwords. I didn't say I want to, but I can get away with it. I'll tell you what. Because I saw them I saw I, them do it all year.
0: Yesterday I'm prioritizing first. Yesterday shows
7: over Randy Gregory. That's just me. Oh no, do I'm not letting him get out the door, but I'm not go ahead, bro.
0: Yesterday, uh, Mo asked me about you know three guys over and under three guys that that would be available. I'm sorry, be available as free agents to keep. I did list Randy, but I got to go back and watch a little bit more after he came back because I got to see what his market value is, how much it's going to be. I, I'm a little disappointed in the second yeah. half of that year. Um, it felt mm-hmm. like with Randy, but again, I want to go back and, and look more before I. I clamped down on a decision on him because but yesterday just yesterday I said if I had to pick four guys because he said over and under he was one of my guys um but and I know and I said I said it's going to be tough to say because of the game he had against the the Niners wasn't great but um What was your four guys? If it was I think it was Randy Curse I don't have the list in front of me y'all if somebody can remember Randy Curse I need the list to see I can't I can't remember I would have to list off the guys. Right. But, no, those are two dudes. Uh, yeah, I'd have to go look, and then I, maybe I'll get back to you on that.
7: Let me ask you something. Out of your four guys, is Amari Cooper and um,
0: No, this was this, Marcus
7: Lawrence still on his team? Are they still on No, this game?
0: was the free agents. You no,
7: know, no, I'm saying are it was the four guys that you Yeah, want, I'm not
0: cutting. Are you I mean, able
7: to? I'm not cutting those are, two. Are you able to keep them, oh, those two on the team?
0: Yes. So, thinking. it was Dorrance Armstrong was with the other one. And, dang, who was the fourth one? Why this list seem a bit sure? I'm looking on spot right, right now. And I don't see the fourth one. But those are the three. Those are the main three, I think.
7: I agree with you on the Dorrance Armstrong. I would I would prioritize Armstrong over Greg. Oh,
0: no, nah, no, nah. Because... No, that.
7: no, listen. Now, now, I'm not talking about because of, I need, I still need, I need pass rushers, but I'm not saying he's a better player. Uh, but, okay, would you rather have curse and Doran or Randy Gregory
0: See, and lose both of those? I, I, and, and I'm I mean, just putting it to you we like that. I can play that game, and, and I don't want to do that because I feel like the Cowboys can bring back whoever they want of their own. It's it shouldn't be a matter of pitting yeah. like like earlier you said curse pick curse against Randy and prioritizing curse right I mean they shouldn't have to do that if they want both they can get back they can get both you know what I'm saying you think so yeah, yeah because I'm, I'm, from
7: my understanding is their their salary cap
0: yeah listen guys and you'll you'll hear, you'll notice about me the, the cap is there I totally get it but it's funny money this stuff can be moved mm-hmm. if they and and one thing think. we know about the Dallas Cowboys front office be is that they prioritize their own over outside guys. So if they want to keep their guy, if they want to, they'll keep him. It's a matter of if, do you believe that that person is valuable enough to, to this team to keep. Um, again, initially, I said and Randy without a doubt, right? and Randy, and Randy. Those are the top two dudes. And then I said Dorrance because I think you still need depth right at the position and you can get him for cheap and things like that. You would think you can get him for cheap. Uh, but if we're going we to if we're going to pit a bunch of players against each other, that'd be a fun conversation to have. But that'd be a different show. I think we we can revisit that, right? Like we could do a this right. or that, a either or, or. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. I, I'm down for a conversation like that. I just don't want to do it right now because there's there's 21 free agents, and mm-hmm. we can do we can do that. I, I mean, it's you just sparked an idea. We can do that and and, and figure out who we value more.
7: And I hope I hope we can. I'm just saying, like, I'm my my point is I'm not letting curse out. I've, I've seen what this team is like, without safety, bro. Without I'm you, safety, cur-
0: bro. Cur- curse um, to me is not, is number. If we're doing a, a number one, I'll give you this. Curse is my number one.
7: Okay, cool. that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying that's a, that's how I feel about it. I'm not I'm not letting them out. I don't know what it's gonna cost to keep him though. When
6: you uh, find
7: yeah. a guy on a minimum deal, mm-hmm. do you go from a minimum deal your first year and starting to a
0: a $10 million payday? Uh, $10 Ooh, that's, I believe that'd be top 10 money for him then. Let's I'm just, I'm they... just saying because you
7: remember, I'm gonna oh, go God. back a little bit and then I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go. You remember when the Cowboys signed Ken Hamlin back in that, oh, was it 06 or 2000? Yeah, that
0: was when Jerry or was, 07? that was when Jerry was running the ship with those contracts, but yeah.
7: But even, but part, was it Parcells? There? No, that was, uh, that, that was Wade Phillips here, I think. But you know they signed this man to a two million dollar one year deal. He parlayed that into a what six yeah, year forty million dollar contract. He yeah, got paid. yeah, that's he when Jay was, was drunk.
0: Jay and was drunk. Jay was signing Miles Austin, Marion Barber, Jay Ratliff, uh, Ken Hamlin. Uh, he was just signing his own everybody to re- got ridiculous paid. contracts that came back to bite him in the ass. Yeah,
7: bite him in the ass, bro. And that's and I just and I'm and I hope I don't want to make this sound like that. Man, I want everybody to get their bread. But I don't know if I'm going from a minimum contract and paying you 10 million. I,
2: ugh,
7: I don't know. I don't, I don't. That would be a tough one for me to swallow. But hey, you know that's just something you got to think about. Are you willing to pay her 10 million not to let him walk out the door? Because all it takes is one team to bid against you that has a, an obscene amount of cap money. All it takes is one. 10, 10's
0: ten, pretty high. 10 ten's pretty high if that's the number you're going with. I, I don't know what his market value is. Um, once we get into the cap stuff, I'll, I'll try to find that. Uh, I, I got my guy, Katie Drum, is a great cap guy. Um, he'll he he usually always digs up the the market value if it's not available on SpotRack or over the cap. But um, when we start talking numbers, right. yeah, I got to see what it is. Uh, Ten million seems a bit if he high, becomes,
7: but... if if he becomes a Pro Bowl ultimate, which I something tells me he gonna find his way in the Pro Bowl. Something just tells me. And if that happens, you are going to see that 10
0: million dollar price. Yeah, he going to try to get the back. Yeah, you know, there's gonna, and I don't blame him. try and get it. That is on my resume. If I if I'm the agent, go get me the back, bro. All
7: right man, I'm going to let you go, G. Have a good day, man. Appreciate
0: you be as always, man. Great conversation. All
7: right,
0: bro. Yeah, it's I that's i I'm, part of me loves the offseason for these conversations. Love it. And we're going to get into all of it in the offseason. And, and we're kind of just hinting and touching and touch and go with these things right now. Uh, but I love the team building aspect of it. I love football. I love the team building aspect of football. I, I know we're still recovering and, you know, the whole Jerry is the owner. thing. I get it, y'all. But I absolutely love team building and talking about it. And that's what we're going to do. In fact, when I was a, a Madden freak and loved Madden, my favorite part about Madden was franchise mode. I love building a team and then playing with them, man. That's my favorite part. Uh, So these conversations are fascinating and I can't wait to really get all the details of these things and we can, we can have some great shows about it, but this, this or that either, or I like that. I think, I think we'll come up with something like that and see where we as a Cowboys nation. And I say we, because I include myself with you guys, uh, value certain players. All right, let's get to the third and final part of our guy. Cole Patterson, AZSportsDallas.com's three areas that need improved, and he says replacing Gallup and or Wilson. And he says Gallup Wilson. I'm going to say Gallup and or Wilson. Right, because there's a possibility that you bring one back. There's a possibility that you bring none back, and that guy standing behind Michael Gallup right there may play a factor in this. He may play a factor in this. But it's a fascinating area that he points out because both of these guys could have priced themselves out of Dallas. You may have caught a little bit of a break with Michael Gallup because of him missing eight games. First with the calf strain and then with the torn ACL. Uh, That's another thing that could play. You know, those things can play against Michael Gallup when you go into the offseason, his market value, according to SpotRack, is $11.6 million. So we'll round it up to $12 million, right? $12 million. And we've been having this conversation all year. Are you willing to pay your two-slash-three wide receiver $12 million a year when you're paying your number 120? You found Michael Gallup in the third round. You found said Wilson in the sixth round. Which we'll get to set in a second. But Michael Gallup, you've got CeeDee Lamb. I'm personally keeping Amari Cooper. We talked about this yesterday. I'm keeping Amari. I'm not getting rid of Amari Cooper. You get rid of Amari Cooper. You're 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 talking about totally revamping this passing offense. I I, I would not roll with a CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, one-two punch. I would not do. I would not cut Mari and then sign Michael. I mean, maybe if you cut Mari, you have no choice but to sign Michael Gallup, but I don't like that mesh. I'd rather keep Coop with Lamb. but that's neither here nor there. Are you guys okay with signing Michael Gallup to $12 million a year to bring back this trio? I think Mike should go get his bag and go be some team's number one target. He'll never be the number one target here. So, Cowboys Nation, I would not do it. And that's not because I don't like Mike. It's because you had you drafted his replacement. C D Lamb. You found a six round wide receiver that gave you a career year one in Cedric Wilson across the board said played extremely well. So I would have faith in Will McClay. I would have faith in my personnel department to find me a wide receiver three, right? Like, like I get it's a passing league, but, and I get cap is cap. But do you really want to allocate that, that much of resources to that one position? I don't think I would. I don't think I would, which I got to say. Gallup looks like a Packer. Oh yeah. that That'd be tough. Uh, Gallup's going to Saints or Ravens. Mel says Gallup should go. I mean, and this again, this isn't because I don't like Gallup. It's, I think he should go get the bag and be featured on someone else's offense because he won't be featured here. Noble says his talent is second to none. So Gallup's the best receiver in the league? Jay says Amari is still number one. Oh, without a doubt. I, I mean, I, I 100% believe Amari's the number one receiver on this team. He's just not featured in that manner because scheme. <laughs> um, MG's not a one says will, probably not. But teams teams can juju him. You know what I mean? Juju wasn't a one. AB's gone now. He's your defe- he's your one because of domino effect, right? So say, uh, C says I think Gallup's going to New England. I can definitely see Gallup saying yo, let me go get my bag uh, and, and be featured. The crazy thing is though Gallup and said Wilson are best friends too so could they go to a team that got a super cap and just play together could they could could said did said play himself out of Dallas his market value per spot rack is 6.4 million dollars per year would you be willing to pay said Wilson 6.4 M's annually Again, if Dallas wants to keep their guys, they'll keep their guys if they fit under a certain number. I don't know that that's a number they'll want to fit under. Just, just kind of go look at the history of what Steven Jones does at the, at that position. Did, did our guy Beasley make that much? I'm trying to remember. I would have to go back and look. I don't know that Beasley made that much when they signed him to an extension. Beasley got one of those, hey, let's get out in front of this so we don't have to pay him a, a ton if he breaks out. I don't know that Steven will will, will rise up to six point five million dollars for said, and I like said. I I think said fits this this complements this offense good too. I think so does Michael Gallup, but in different ways. I just don't know that Stephen would do it. All right, I got Vicente. What's up, brother? Hey,
8: how you doing, Sky? I'm good. Man, how, are how you?
0: How you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty
8: good. Hey, I, I was hearing uh, so every all the people talking about like they want to blow up the team. Oh. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I, I want to keep Amari Cooper. That's the first thing of all. I uh, I think the the Cowboys could restructure their the deal. They could they could manipulate that uh, that cap. We all know that 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 salary cap. It, it's just a number, you know. It's it's not it's Oh yeah, they out.
0: can they can move the money. There's that's why I don't yeah. get too too caught up in it in regards to having the actual dollars. Where I try to focus my attention to is Steven's mentality on the cap and and how he operates around it in regards to free agency. It can be work to yeah, get th- who you want, but Stephen has a way he works with it. So that's how I kind of I kind of put my mind at. It. Yeah,
8: yeah, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I want I want I want Amari. Gallup yeah you know he, he I think if we keep Gallup he's just gonna make it more difficult on CD lamb because C.D. La- lamb wants his position you know he wants to play where Gallup plays so I think they gotta look at that and they they're just gonna part ways with uh, Michael Gallup and they're just gonna it's gonna happen and I think we on the second round I think we could get a linebacker. So I could and like uh, Nick Bolton, like last year, Nick Bolton, that the the Kansas City's got, uh,
2: got Yeah. Yeah. That
8: that, that was that, that would be a perfect player or something like that, you know? That but I I love Jabril Cox. I, I I was I was heartbroken when I heard that he tore yeah. his ACL. I was like, oh man, you know how much I wanted to I wanted to see him play.
0: I did I, too. I,
8: I wanted him to play.
0: I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm gonna they, be honest oh, with you. Come on. When we drafted Jabril Cox, I I was on the same mindset of of Micah, as in throw his ass in there, just just throw him in there. Listen, they're the future. Jalen's not, LVE's not. I didn't think they were gonna cut Jalen, but I didn't think Jalen was going to survive after this year. Now that I think LVE, so I was saying, hey, let's rip this thing and just let's go. Let's Jabril Cox, Micah Parsons, and let's let them get their feet wet and get they you know their bumps out early and let's rock towards the end of the year, but. Uh, they decided to roll with LVE, the Jalen combination, instead.
8: Yeah, draft uh, another guy like so a, a guy that could play Micah Parsons' position, so we could have like a 80, 80 percent of Micah rushing and 20 percent of him covering. You know, is I, I, I like when he rushes. Like they don't know when he's coming, so that's like perfect for Micah. You know. Yeah. It just seems like a perfect situation for him. And that's something I'm looking forward to next year and see if um he could even get better
0: doing it. Yeah, I, I don't – the next defensive coordinator that comes in, I don't want them to change his role of being a dual athlete. I, I think you if you put him in one box, it's easier to game plan against him. Allow Michael Parsons to be the linebacker that he is. He can hunt and he can be a linebacker, a line so – I hope whoever it is, if it's someone in house, then they know that know how to use them. If it's someone out, uh, out of house or out of the organization, I need I need them to utilize Micah in the same manner.
8: Yeah. Hey, you know what? If uh, we could get a, a third round receiver, and we don't get Wilson or Gallup oh, back, just that's fine. But it, it is what it is, you know. There's nothing they could do about it. But I'd like, I like to tell you the I'd rather have Wilson, because I know that. It, it won't, um, may, uh, it won't uh, hurt um, C.D. C. D. Lamb's career because oh. I know she, he, wants to, he wants to be out, outside. C.D. wants to be a, an outside player, you know, and, and um, he don't want to be in the – the. One thing I've
0: learned, C.D.'s been most productive in the slot because he's obviously had Michael Gallup out there and, and he's been in the slot. And, and, again, he can make plays out the slot, but he's not a traditional slot. So when they moved him outside, obviously, when Michael Gallup was out, you saw him, him have some success but they didn't do any of those things in the game on on Sunday with CD Lamb out there and when he did get a catch he got called back by a 37 yard catch got called back by a penalty but Avery I appreciate yeah. you calling in brother All right thank you have
8: a good one Scott. You,
0: you too man Man somebody in the chat just just really brought back a you know a a letdown in the second round listen no offense to you boss man fat glad you're here Hopefully next year you're our guy and moving forward, you're the man. But I think it was just Blaze who said, where'd you go? Something along the lines of, man, we could have paired Micah Parsons with JOK. For those that that followed me in the draft last year, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, there was Micah Which was a bias, so I kind of was like, you know, that don't count. I know Micah, all that stuff. Bias. But JOK was my favorite player in that draft, not named Micah. I wanted him so bad. And when we took Micah out, y'all should have saw how I celebrated. When we got to the second round, and JOK was still there because of this whole, uh, I think it was a heart situation that ended up not being true. I looked over to, I think it was Boston OC, and was like, listen, I mean, I I know you ain't supposed to double dip at the position, but um, you got three guys on one-year deals, essentially. This cat, J.O.K., is a problem. He different, and if I could get him and Micah together, my. As much as we love Jabril Cox, you guys would have loved Jeremiah Wusu-Cormo. For those that that aren't into the draft, if you don't know who he is, you're not watching the Browns, that's fair. He's a beast. Him and Micah patrolling that middle. I mean, I don't even know. I, I think it had the it would have the potential to be that Navarro Bowman Patrick Willis type of pairing. Not the same built of guys, but that same the GKJ right Bobby Wagner right that same impact. Man, I, that JOK man, that one hurt you. You kind of you kind of you kind of got me on that one. That one hurt. Yeah, Bolton was there too. Bolton. In fact, when I had. Who was it? Jeff Kavanaugh on. We did our top linebackers. It was for me, it was Micah, J O K, Nick. For him, it was Nick Bolton. Uh, Micah, and then I think no, J O K, Nick Bolton, Micah. I think that's how how uh Jeff Kavanaugh had it. So yeah, if Nick had been the pick too, I'd have been elated with that pick. But I was enamored with the versatility of Jeremiah. Oh man, guys, if y'all go back and watch his stuff in college, just, just a fantastic player, man. But anyway, it was a good draft for the Cowboys, so I ain't tripping. All right, man. Let's get to a few more of these callers here, and we'll rock out for the rest of the day. Let's get to five seven one. I need to save it. Five seven one. What it is? What it do?
9: Hey, Scott. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, that receiver position is something I probably would try to draft and just move on.
0: Say say again. I couldn't. I couldn't understand you, buddy.
9: Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, I heard you were talking about receivers.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah
9: it's it's easier to replace in this offense, someone who's going to be more of the, the like, the fourth look as far as, like, passing options than, like, the potentially, like, one of the guys.
0: Yeah, and receivers are or coming out the important. NFL more NFL-ready than ever before. And the rules allow them to be. So, I, I, I'm good with, if you want to replace one of those two guys, do it in a draft, or, hey, see what Simi got year two.
9: Right, and that's the other thing that, you know, just looking, like, as far as, like, if you wanted to build, like, a franchise, so you can't really give Cedric Wilson or Michael Gallup, like, like, a three- to four-year deal, at least. As far as, like, with Gallup, sorry, he's been, he's been having, like, a couple of years of banging up with me.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing that we, we haven't really talked about in regards to Gallup. He's, I think it's three years out of his career he's missed multiple games. Uh, in two of those years, he's missed more than two or three games. So, you know, he's got a little injury history lingering over his head too.
9: Yeah, and and I, I can't see a way he can't at least think about crafting a safety, at least a safety.
0: Brother, <laughs> again, I don't know if you're new here. If you are, welcome. Oh. Appreciate you. But I've been calling for these the Cowboys to draft a safety for years. I'm at the point now they just ain't going to do it until day three. They they don't value the position enough. And and when they do, I will have a personal party. I, 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 I've been talking about this for years. They have not drafted a true safety since Roy Williams. It's no joke. Byron Jones yeah, don't I count. Know. Byron Jones is the cornerback. And, and I'm talking about in the first round. I'm talking about in the first round. And the only safety, now I use the word true, the only safety that they drafted above the fourth round of the draft was a converted running back named J.J. Wilcox. They took him in the third round out of, what, Southern Georgia or something like that. Other than that, it was a bunch of fourth-round guys, fifth-round guys, sixth-round guys. They wanted to make it work. They don't value the position. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand in a league that throws the ball more often how you don't value a position that can help you get some takeaways there, or stop the pass. It's, it's maddening.
9: Well, and I get where you're coming from because one thing KZ he might be a starter in this league because when they there's shit not me, guys you can play on the roof.
0: No, KZ, I'm done. You know, thank you. You came in, yeah. you, you held it down for a year, uh, but you're, you know, you are what you are. You reached your ceiling a long time ago, you know.
9: Oh, I was wondering, would you be upset if we would have taken off the line in round one?
0: Absolutely not. I, you know, Again, this is all raw. This is all I didn't dive into anything yet, and we'll, we'll have detailed talks about this. But offensive linemen is right at the top of the list of, of, of needs via draft, free agency, whatever the hell you want to do. It's right there. So if they took one in round one, I would not be complaining at all. We, we need to start the process of overturning and overhauling this O-line. Right.
9: Because if you want to keep it real we. In the words of Russell Lombardi, we haven't had that offensive line that people have been saying we've been having. This no, it's
0: it, it. It was a lazy take because it was easy. You know, pe- people people look at the names of the Dallas Cowboys far too often and assume that this is what it is from five years ago, instead of actually watching and realizing, oh, this line ain't what it was. You know what I mean?
9: Right. And the other reason why I'm up saying that because if you want to make like, another run at it, you're when you go in the in the playoffs, you're gonna have like teams like I'd say like the 49ers, the the Packers, the Bills. These are teams that have built their defensive line.
0: I think Dallas is is doing that though, right? Like you you got Yeah,
9: right. I think Dallas, Dallas is doing that, but the reason why I want to draft like a an offensive lineman is to like at least help combat. Oh, oh, so, oh, uh, oh I
0: thought you were saying you want Dallas to no, go to the defensive.
9: No, no D no, it? I think they're getting they're they getting to the point of they, they understand the priority. Yeah. It, and it, it maybe it's an opposed to drafting another one.
0: Yeah, it needs an overhaul, man. Hey, appreciate the call, brother. Let me get to some more callers here, all right?
9: No problem.
0: Thank you, man. Uh let's get to four six nine. What's up, four six nine?
9: What up, what a what up, Scott?
10: This is animal, man. Um, animal. Like yeah, animal man. and hulk
0: just, from Legion of Doom.
10: Like animal yeah, animal, <laughs> man. Animal. Yeah. Um, I just got a few points, bro, and, and I'm really I'm not trying to repeat points that you probably already heard for like a thousand times. It's hey so
0: man. It's cool.
10: I get it.
5: <laughs> but uh um,
10: yeah, man, I think really what we need to start at with this organization is I know everybody says the front office, but I actually think it needs to start with the fans, man, because the the front mm-hmm. office actually manipulate the fans to determine who plays on Sunday and also who who they keep. Uh, there's been plenty of players that kind of they pit, pit us against each other to kind of justify why they had to release them, like Byron Jones. Oh, did. they do play that
0: media game very well. They do that, yeah.
10: Yeah, yeah, and they kind of tried to play it with Dak a little bit, but Dak didn't take the bait. So he, ain't, you know, he didn't go out against the organization or anything like that. So I think, like us, us as fans, we need to stop being so divided on our team because what I've noticed is when we do, and it's on rare occasions, come together, shit do get shit changed. Like the whole Coop thing when Coop was not getting targets and everybody was saying, yeah, Coop needs more targets, Coop needs more targets. What happened the next week? Coop got more targets. I don't know what happened after that, but. That's, that's, that's why I feel like that if we really want some change, we need to stop being so divided as, as as a fan base. And we need to really put the pressure on the front office to kind of keep players that we want, that we know and we see kind of bring that the mentality or the culture that we want for this team instead of, you know, saying a bunch of yes guys. Because they, they kept Sean Lee and, and Whitten retired and he, he was able to come back and play again and retire again. Like, they, they, they keep the the players that they feel like fit their organization, but also has a good kind of like relationship with the public as well. So I think that's one of the things that we need to change uh, for next season, kind of get more on that level of being more, you know, combining the effort of who we want to uh, be on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, and I'm, I'm just going to run off to you and you can just talk after I, after I hang up, bro. Um, the other thing is, I think, that and also got into the first point. We need to stop going at these coaches so hard. I know everybody hates Taylor Moore right now, and, and Mike McCarthy, and you know everybody loves Dan Quinn. But it's almost like when you come to Dallas, it is like you're guilty. I, I know that what's the saying? You guilty, into, uh, guilty until proven innocent. That's how I kind of feel like we we treat our our players and coaches here. Because we're we're so ready, we're so ready to get rid of them, till we don't even give them time to kind of like mature and grow in a role. And as a head coach or any person in any job, if you know, if you know that that coach, or I mean, if you know that you not you don't want to be there, but the, your coworkers don't want you there too, like everybody don't want you there. That's kind of that's kind of gonna put that thought in your head. Like, why should I work hard for this company, or why should I do more for this company. Like I want to get the fuck up out of here. Excuse my line I'm sorry, but um, that's how I feel. Like even Killer, <laughs> that's how, feel, that's how I feel. Like Killer Moore is right now. He's like we've been trying to get Killer Moore out of this thing for for three years, and he only been an OC for two.
0: So, but, <laughs> so uh, it's like uh, been an OC for three. But so so I oh, let yeah, me keep you here three. real quick. Let me keep you here real quick. So hey, yeah. I hear you. We got to be a united front as fans um good luck with that happening with Cowboys fans it's i love the I Cowboys fans but man I, I i you know since i've been covering the team i you know you realize how toxic the, the fan base can be when they are divided yeah. um on situations exactly. which listen that's fandom like everybody's not going to agree um but on, on you, i don't know that you can say on one hand we should be on a united front on certain things because it works like you said right the the, the cooper stuff but then on the other hand say Oh, we can't be too hard on the coaches. Because if we all get on the United front about Kellen Moore, maybe we do get a change, right? Like, I, I know well, you want you want to – I don't know if you, you want to keep Kellen Moore, but it sounds like you do. I know you want to give people time and things to. like that, but, I mean, he's been the yeah. offensive coordinator for three years, and I get it's, it's had some success, but I think there's an underlining consistency that's been happening there against good defenses. Nah. And good opponents, it agree. has come up short. The offense has come up short.
10: Well, let me say this: Kellen Moore can go. I don't, I don't really care for Kellen Moore like that because I don't like the way he got his position, anyways. So he didn't really earn his position in my eyes. He, he was almost like gifted that position. He absolutely and did Jerry's not earn trying.
0: that. You're right. You're right. One hundred percent.
10: Exactly. Exactly. Even with Jason Garrett, I can say Jason Garrett was a coach. I think he was a coach somewhere else before. What? I think he was a coach somewhere else Bro. before
0: he became a QB coach or J- whatever. Jason but, Garrett and, 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 and Kellen Moore's resumes are almost identical. Only thing that didn't happen that's, was –
4: That's
0: my point. Kellen Moore was, off, was a quarterback's coach right out of retirement. The next mm-hmm. year, he mm-hmm. became an offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett, right out of retirement, became a quarterback's coach in Miami. The next year, he became the de facto head coach, right? And he became an offensive coordinator for, what, three years, y'all? Oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, three mm-hmm. and a half years, and then took over as um, head coach. They're very similar. Yeah, so I just hope it don't end the same.
10: <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So that's why I agree. Like everybody's on the uh, we. I think every, the, the organization got it right with more. We need to just go ahead and cut our ties with him. Do I think they're going to do that? No, I don't think because if Jerry cuts ties with killing, then that's basically Jerry saying that I was wrong and we all know that he doesn't like to admit that he's wrong about anything. So, yeah, but I'm just saying in the future, I don't want a new coach to come in here and then, like Brian or whatever, and then the whole fan base is like, oh, man, no, I don't like this coach. Uh, We need to go ahead and get rid of him because nothing's never going to change. We're never going to develop a culture if we're always doing this whole rotating doors with coaches and DCs and OCs and Mm -hmm. stuff because it's almost it's almost like what we're trying to do is build a team to hit a home run and and not really build like a team cuz like when I think of teams I think of teams that had the same OC and DCs for, you know what I'm saying, a while and they had time. But I know it's not going to work. I hear what I, yeah, I, I, know. I I
0: hear you, but we did that. Jason Garrett was here for 10 years. We,
10: we You know what I mean? I, again, I hate Jason Garrett was not a coach to me. But
0: I'm just going off what you're saying. I know. You know, I know. You know what I'm saying? You said, yeah, you, exactly. you know, the one I do agree with you on is defensive coordinator because defensive coordinator has been overturned far too much to keep any level of consistency. We were a 3-4 team or a 4-3 exactly. team. We're a mixed team. We're, we're, you know, different philosophies. We, you know, Rob Ryan, Paul Puzlowski, um, uh, Rob Marinelli, Chris Rashard, Mike Nolan, Dan Quinn. Now there's going to be a different one. I'm I'm 100% with you defensively yep. because we haven't had a consistent identity defensively for a decade plus. Right. Offensively, we've had this. We've been under the same umbrella with some little quirks, some little tweaks to it with Kellen, but we've been under that same umbrella. That that um um. I forget what, Eric Coriel style of offense with some tweaks to it throughout mm-hmm. the years, you know, for, since 2007. I, so I do think it's time to find something different offensively. Now, the head coach is different. different so, story. Yeah, I, agree. You know I, mean? but,
10: I agree with you on that because really, cause really what you're saying is that Kellen Moore is just an extension of, of Jason Garrett. So really we just had way, Jason yeah. Garrett for, God, for for four more years, even though, you know, he's been so, gone. Yeah, I We're mean, it's tweak so, yeah.
0: Jason, but it's a tweak Scott. It's a tweak mm-hmm. Jason, but that's all he knows. He was under Scott Linehan in yeah. Detroit. Came to Dallas. Was under Scott and Jason. Then when Scott left, he was under Jason. Right. That's all he knows. And I've been saying this for a while, animal. This find me this scheme that is working anywhere else. You can't because it's a Kellen nope. Moore scheme that no one else is using, really. Nobody, you know what I'm running. saying? Yeah, so exactly, it, exactly. It, it's not proven. So I'd rather go get me a proven coach and system and then let's see what happens because the same thing with Kellen. Do what works. Dallas, go get what works. And that's that. Yeah,
10: yeah, and I agree with you because that was going to be my next point too. Uh, Young players, we got a team full of young players. So I just feel like, like you said, we're going to need a strong head coach. We're going to need a a head coach that's going to come in and be able to kind of like not only coach them but develop them into men too because right now I feel like that because of how social media is and how how much money these players can make everywhere else they're not really focused on taking care of business on the field or or they they're not really focused on how they look to other players they care about how they look to the media and to twitter and all that stuff so I feel like that that's plan that if you if you're going to have a coach that's going to come in and and really tame this team. They got it. They got to take care of these penalties, and we got to play a lot of uh, um, good football instead of like. Cause when I see the team being penalized as much, I know people can put it on the refs. But at the same time, as a head coach, OC, DC, or whatever, you gotta you gotta take that player to the side, or you know, sit them on the bench, or do something to kind of get get. The whole team out of the mentality that it's okay to yep. do these things and just move move on to the next play because that's how I feel like the the culture is now. Just oh, forget about that. Let's just move on to the next play and we, we're gonna try to get it there. So you know I mean, I we're, in we're, the heat if, of the
0: I, moment, you do have to do that, but you still can rip into your guys behind scene. There there shouldn't be a united front on blaming the referees. But but hey, animal, exactly, great exactly. call, brother. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Oh, Do one so. more thing,
10: and then I'll let you go. One, more got, thing. Got, one, to one, go, one got to
0: go, man. Got to go. Real quick. No, I'm is...
10: going to say it, and then you can, can it. You can go. Um, and we need a dog. We need to draft a dog on, on, on offense. A receiver, tight end, running back. We don't have no dogs on that side of the football. We got dogs on, def, uh, on the defense side, but we don't have nobody hungry on the offensive side. Not even Coop. not CD. They, all they soft-spoken, yeah. Yeah, they all take plays off. Even Zeke. Zeke was a dog, but he, he don't even have it no more. So, he's a dog with no bark. So, like, yeah, we need to get another player like Hadipo was. Uh, we need to get a player like that that, you know, when he comes, he's going to provide that energy on offense. But well, other than that, Scott, appreciate you taking my call, man. Again, man, I'm a, a long-time listener. I don't call in as much because I like to hear everybody's points and stuff. But, yeah, that's it. I just had to get that out. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Keep up the good work.
0: Appreciate you calling him. Thank you. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter somebody was mentioning um eating more dogs on offense. I, I mean, I tend to agree a little bit. Also, I think your mentality is built through your from the top down. It's built from the top down. So, you know, when when you when you are quote-unquote a soft finesse offense and you come out and play that way, everybody's going to going to adapt to that. You're going to adapt to that. But if you come out and you're a hard nosed football team offensively, then you'll you'll take that, you'll take that approach. All right, man, we gotta fly through these calls or I'll be here forever. Got three more left. What's up, Reek?
1: What's going on? Get you, to me. You gotta fly through. I yeah, I you.
0: know, I know, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, What's was good, Cowboy Nation. Uh, Sky. My my thing is this, man. Uh, how, how I think about it is like this, man. Kelly Moore can go because I what the last caller said was kind of uh, I I don't agree with you all the way, my dude. Um, the reason I I don't agree with you all the way because there has been uh, coordinators that don't uh, uh, teams that don't fire coordinators and new coordinators come in mm-hmm. and make a whole change to the culture of what they doing on offense. offense. Uh, just like Dan just like Dan Quinn came in here and did what he did what he did with the culture of our defense. We seen a whole different defense this year. And it was successful. Yep. And it held it down in the playoffs. It was the offense that didn't hold it down. Because we keep coming with that same bland, brand of offense. They figured it out again. Same thing they did with Scott Lennon. Same thing they did with Jason Garrett. Same thing they doing with Kellen Moore. So the boy wonder he can go. I'd rather go get somebody totally different. That's somebody that these, these players respect and they go and he's gonna command. You know what I mean? Their yeah, respect.
0: Smoke attack. And
1: my, you know, and we not, you know, somebody that's going to ruffle the feathers of people. You know what I mean? And, and, and Jerry Jones doesn't need to go ahead and give Dan Quinn the bag. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no cap on what they can give the uh, the coaches. Go ahead and give that man the bag. If he ain't really trying to leave up out of here, to go coach, give him the bag. Give Mike McCarthy, take some of the shackles off Mike McCarthy and let him coach. Because ain't no way in heck that somebody, uh, a coach was not supposed to go over there and G check uh, Kelly Moore. Because the place, they sucked. Because this, this is on account of of Bosa going out and, and Warner going out. Any any coordinator in their right mind would have attacked them. Watch our Green Bay attack them dudes. We're going to be like, why we ain't do that? Watch and see what I tell you. Because they're going to run right to that side that Nick Bosa, I mean, yeah, Nick Bosa was supposed to be at.
0: Unless he we did. don't even we'll know if
1: Fred Warner coming.
0: Yeah, we'll see if either or will be there. But, yeah, we are, we're in agreement here, man. He You know, he got to go and there's not enough – Um, there's, there's not enough – Oh, there's not big enough balls on the sideline, in my opinion, to for somebody to check them out, for whatever reason. For whatever reason.
1: Yeah, because it's Jerry Jones.
0: It's Jerry. Yeah, you Jerry, know what? That is Jerry's the reason. Now, we the we said that, right? We talked about when Mike McCarthy got hired, they pretty much cut him off and, you know, emasculated him, and he, he couldn't really do what he really wanted to do. But, but yeah. Hey, I know. Appreciate but the call. All right, now. Yeah, just just broke. All right. I, I promise you, I, you need to get that dang thing fixed. I don't think you changed the batteries, bro. I don't think yeah, you did whatever, it. Yeah, whatever, man. I don't think All you did right. it. I, I, yeah, listen, I need you to be safe. I'll feel safe with that thing beeping right
1: there. <laughs> hey man, I'm
0: good, man. All right. All right, Rick, man. You be safe, bro. All right, man. <laughs> All right, you too. Peace. Come <laughs> on, oh, man. Rick, I don't wanna I don't wanna get no you know, no texting. They be like, yo man. Rick's crib. We need to go fund me, man. I'm uh sucking one up in flames. And I'm going to be sitting here like I, I told him to get it fixed. Now nah, that's my guy. Um, we got two more, man. We got Dave and then 318. What's up, Dave?
11: Don't My guy. What's good?
0: What's good, man? Long time. No see. How you doing?
11: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's been disheartening, man. It really hurts, you know? Yeah. Um. You know, the one thing is, like, for years, our offense has been good. It's been great, even. And the fact of the matter that we got our defense and our offense on both sides at a, at a great level, and the fact that we lost Sunday like we did, you know. it's, it's so it, it was just Kellen Moore, you know, we should have seen it. We, you could see the signs during the regular season he didn't you know we were struggling offensively we were struggling defense was staying coming to play mics out and we weren't offensively doing what we needed to do and and and, and it wasn't and then you gave him a pass and say killing was saving for the
0: playoffs saving for yeah. the playoffs that was and, an- and the fact that man, that's he- embarrassing man like- that, that we thought that he was going to save it and he came out and that was the game plan. I, I don't think he was saving it for us, Dave. I think he was saving it for his next team.
11: <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> that, that's the most likely who it is, yeah, you because know, he's probably saying for the next team. If we, you know, I hope that we're able to finagle the cap where we keep most of our players and I hope that we, you know, we're able to keep our wide receiver course because I, I think Jack, you know, and, and, you know, even in terms of the offensive line, I, you, you were saying earlier, you know, you wouldn't be upset at cutting Ty, Ty Smith. I, I look at it this way. Uh, 80% Ty Smith, and even though he's not available for 17 games, uh, 80% Ty Smith is better than 100% most offensive line in the league, I mean. in my opinion.
0: No, you're, I mean, you know I, mean? I, and, I kind of feel that way too. Yeah.
11: And, 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 you know, and one other thing, man, you know, it's the fact that, the shuffling of the offensive line—it was decent. And you gotta look at it. If if we were we were, I would say we were predictable in a sense because mm-hmm. if they knew we were gonna pass, we were we, we were passing. Zeke was not effect that he was playing with an injury, but that's even that we had TP. But the fact of the matter is, you knew what we were gonna do. That reminds me of um, when we we played San Diego years ago, where they were calling out what we were gonna do. Pre snap, and you know, just I, I think there was the predictability where they knew what you know were the play calling. So They're, ultimately, man, yeah, right. you know, ultimately, man, you know, goes great. You know, Mike McCauley, and I hope that you know Dan DiDiCio stays because that that transit that that what he did with our defense where we was bottom bottom feeders of the league last year. And we did, I mean the year before, and what we are we were top set, top ten. I hope you know we just keep everything intact. You know, sign out, sign the the important important of players that we need to sign. That's one thing. And going back to a point you were saying, and this is it, Scott.
0: Yep, got it up. The fact that
11: Jimmy Jones, uh, Jimmy Jones, he actually when G. Well was here, he was playing players. He was playing a player. He putting money, a whole lot of money, in one player, and now he he's kind of dividing amongst everybody. We we we're a better team, and I just hope, you know we we get it all again. We get all a lot of free agents and get players in here and 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 quest for that number six man. Indeed. Thanks guys. Salute. I appreciate you taking my call, buddy.
0: But God you. bless you, man. Appreciate you, dude. Uh, thank you. I wanted to I wanted to get at one of these. Here you go. Jay Lombardi. I love what Jay just said here. John Kitna and Mark Colombo's credit went all to Kellen Moore. (laughs) Dang. It do feel that way, Jay. It do feel that way. And again, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to go through. I I, I had a theory with uh, Scott Linehan before, and maybe one day ain't going to be the day because I'm not going down that rabbit hole right now. Another day I'll explain it. But I feel like Kellen Moore kind of followed that same, that same path, man. And maybe I'll make a video about it. I don't know. It, I like to talk it out live as opposed to doing a video. But year one, Kellen Moore, two thousand nineteen, started off hot, then got real stale. We blamed it on who? Jason Garrett. We blamed it on um, first year being green. Cool. Year two, quarterback goes down. Right? Ah, listen, man. You had. Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, Andy Dalton, can't blame you, Kellen, and he started off hot, year three, started off hot, tailed off again, this time it tailed off in a worse manner, in my opinion, and this is your third year, you had your quarterback for 16 of the 17 games, you know, you had issues up front, you had issues in and out with the, with the receivers, but when you played the good teams, for the most part, you were good enough to win, but the offense continued to look the same. I mean, this is not a coincidence here. I'm going to show it one more time because this is not a coincidence here. I don't think in any of these games you ran the ball more than 22, 23 times. I know we weren't successful with it, but this, you know, when Tony touches it four, seven, 10, and three times and, you know, when you're running the ball 12, 13, 16, 18 times, Against these good teams, good defenses, that is that is an indictment on the coaching and the game plan, because you've you've had multiple opportunities to adjust to that, and you didn't. So, and we all know John. I, we 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 all agree John Kitna had an immense effect on Dak, and I think he needed somebody like that in his ears as a, as a young you know not young anymore, but at that time as a young quarterback uh, as opposed to his friend, a guy he beat out, a former roommate. I, I, I'm not fond of the relationship. The relationship is unique. I'll give you that. It's a very unique relationship, but maybe it's unique and it's turned into a detriment because they two buddy-buddy. What, what's Kellen going to tell Dak? Huh? What is Kellen going to tell Dak besides the nerdy football stuff, which, you know, we love that, but sometimes we, we if you play football, you know you got to get nitty-gritty sometimes. You got to tell Dak, shut up, or you got to tell him to do this or do that. What, what are you really going to tell Dak Prescott? You, Kellen Moore. You don't have this amazing resume as an OC. You don't have this amazing resume as a quarterback. So yeah, it'd be nice to get to get something else up in here. Last call. 318. Final call Whoa. for the bar.
1: What's up, with What's up with this guy?
0: What's up, man?
1: Chilling, chilling, man. Uh, me personally, bro, I think I think they got the wrong system set up for deck, man. It's like one hundred. Kelly you need a pocket quarterback with the with the plays you call him, bro. Dak is not a pocket quarterback. He's a running quarterback. Y'all have made him a pocket quarterback, but yeah, they made him the that. He got I better
0: at it, but he ain't. Y- y'all trying to treat this man like he Peyton Manning?
1: Exactly, bro. I told my partner. I say, man, when we go into play, y'all if they don't call him no run plays with Dak, which may, which means faking the ball in Zeke Pala's stomach and let Dak run out the back door. Man, we going home early. You feel me? So. Yeah. Because we got to be the only team in the league that got a quarterback that can't run and don't call him no running play.
0: You feel know? me? I mean, and, and no. he even, it ain't even just about the running aspect to it because we all agree they needed to do that more. But what about moving the pocket? What about pre snap motion, ass snap motion, like stretching the defense horizontally and vertically, not just one way? Like, there just was nothing unique about the offense. It, it was very blase. And I, I, if you had, like you said, a Peyton type of quarterback, Sure, but you don't got that type of guy.
1: Right, right. He's not that type of guy, bro. And you already know what Dak, what Dak do, you know what I'm saying? When he at his best, he's he scrolling, he's scrambling, you know what I'm saying? So dudes know when he come out that pocket, bro, we got to either go, 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 stop him, go to the line of scrimmage and stop him from, from running and let, uh, and let him throw it deep or stay on these wide right receivers and let him gas it, you know what I'm saying? So – and then again, I feel like they need to make their mind with Michael Parsons, bro. You either want him as a defensive end, or oh, you gonna you know what I'm saying? Let Randy Gregory, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence go in and put him at a full time defensive end, or uh, keep him at the middle linebacker, bro. Which he was, which he they many people blitz this man every down, like that's crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta make your mind know what you wanna do with him, bro. That's how I, that's how I feel, and. What I need you to do for me, uh, Hill. I need so, you to look deeper in Dak, Dak and Cooper relationship. If they into it? What they got? I I see him force feeding CD a lot. I don't I understand CD is that dude, but you know what I'm saying? He Dak fell in love like he's been force feeding CD a lot. He kind of got away from Cooper. I don't know if him and Cooper I he got like they in it or some shit or whatever. But well, Cooper
0: got, they gotta get back. Cooper got ten targets last game. CD only got three. But but there is there there is a disconnect. I think not just with Coop. I think with the receivers in general because, like I said, the scheme is not is not a deliberate scheme to get your best players the ball. It's a hey go make a play, and I just got to find who's open. That's cool, you know. But there's there's times and there's points in the season and points in the game where it's get the ball to your best players. Period. Through hell or high water, right. and I don't think Dak was doing that enough by. I, you know what I say, having some effort in the system. And I don't think Kellen was doing that enough by calling that up. So, you know, they're, they're, and, and Coop ain't the type of guy that's going to cause controversy, right? Like, Coop not going to go to Dak and say, yo, listen, that's bro. That's what
1: we love about
0: Coop What are you, you saying here? With all this, Kellen, all that, get me the ball. He's not going to do it. That's, that's These guys are nice guys, you know.
1: Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about Coop, but at the end of the day, like, you got to look at their mentality, too. Like, when he was like, man, I want the bar, but it ain't ain't my job, shit. I just go out there and just do what I got to do, you know? You know, it's like, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? But at the end of the day, that's them, though. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like Mike McCarthy, bro, like, it probably would have made no difference. Don't get me wrong. We probably still would have lost. But, you know what I'm saying? When you see us down like how we doing, like, bro, just just hold up the team or something on the sideline, bro. Just show us that you, that you don't like to lose. You know what I'm saying? Show people that
0: you don't like I feel you, bro. though. I feel you. No, I feel oh. you 100%. You know, it's, it's nut up time, right? Like, like, I'm not saying speeches are the reason why you win or lose, but, yeah... Yeah, it'd be nice sometimes if you, you get the boys. You know, listen. Once you once they punted that ball, I mean, I don't know what the sideline looked like. I don't know what was going on over there. People at the game maybe could tell me. But with four minutes left or whatever it was, three minutes left, three timeouts. Your D just got to stop. Y'all know me. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I would have been so fired up, so hype. Not saying over to where you can't perform, but hey, this is it, boys. Let's go win this damn game type of stuff. So I don't, I don't know what the sideline was like. Maybe they just kept it moving, you know, keeping their emotions in check. But, yeah, sometimes you like to see your coach have a little fire over there.
1: Got to, boy. Because I feel like this right here, Scott. I'm going to get up out of here. At the end of the day, man, coaching, I feel like the first check, the first box you need to check with coaching is leader amongst men, bro. I don't care how, how much of a – nfl guru you is how long you've been around the game bro if you can't leave men, that job ain't gonna be for you you know what i'm saying mm. so and that's easier said than done everybody can't do that you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day they say that. like I, I hear everybody saying man what do mike because to do he don't do shit he don't do shit so man you should be able to shit leave you know what i'm saying like do something
0: like you should be able to do that, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you, and I, and I, and I, and I some some part of me believes he can be a leader, um, and he is kind of a leader off the field. They do, they do love Mike McCarthy, but I guess it's some game day where a lot of people have a problem with him. I ain't mad at it, but hey, dog, appreciate the call, really good one. I
1: appreciate it, bro. I'm gonna get go
0: out of there. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. Good stuff, man. Good stuff today, man. Good stuff. Dark Chamelon says, leadership is our team's problem. How crazy is that? We thought that was actually a, not an issue and kind of maybe turned into to that a little bit, man. Lots to talk about, though, as the season wanes on. Um, again, structure of the show will change probably next week. This week, I'm letting everybody get it all in and get it all out. Next week, the structure will likely change. And um, I'll keep you guys updated on that moving forward. But uh, good stuff today. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in later tonight for my guy, Mauricio Rodriguez. I won't be on primetime tonight. If you missed the show today, y'all know what it is. Hashtag run that thing back. I'll put the audio up on uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, and uh, Anchor. And just continue to keep supporting, man, and keep rocking. I know it's it's rough. I know it's been a rough go about it since Sunday. But uh, we'll get through it. We'll get over it. And then we'll start moving forward into the offseason stuff and – I think it'll be a good off-season for A to Z. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about, you know, yourselves. But I think we're going to have a good off-season and continue to keep rising in this thing. So with that said, press this button, man. Appreciate you guys joining me today. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday afternoon. Make sure you all like and subscribe if you haven't. And tune in later. A to Z Sports Prime Time with Mo. And check out my guy, Cole Patterson's article. I think I'm going to drop it in the description when we're done here. On A to Z Sports, Dallas.com. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mac. The Mod God.
8: I
2: want me some glory help.